Have you ever wondered what steps you would need to take in the unfortunate situation where you would have to do an investigation in your practice? Not an easy topic, but stay tuned. We've got some great content coming to you from Cedar HR Solutions. for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. Guess what? Adam Radio is now on Spotify. Check it out. Chilling out on the weekend, listen to some great tunes with friends and family. Be sure to check out Adam Radio and download the latest podcast on Spotify. Okay, before we get into today's episode, real quick, would love to have you go out to dentalmanagers.com. Brand new website, unbelievable, tons of resources, tons of information laid out in a beautiful way. Very, very excited about the new website, dentalmanagers.com. That's dentalmanagers.com. Be sure to check it out after you listen to this podcast. All right. So today's guest on ADOM Radio is a Senior Solutions Center Advisor at Cedar HR Solutions, Halisi Tambuzi. He's an Arizona native and graduated from Arizona Summit Law School. Now, during his law school tenure, he focused on various employment and labor law courses and brings his knowledge to support the Cedar Solutions team. His calming demeanor, which you're going to hear on today's podcast, and his approach is very helpful in times of crisis to find practical solutions to employment law situations. He enjoys spending time with family and traveling to new places. Adam Radio and Cedar HR Solutions is very excited to bring to you today, Halisi Tambuzi. What's going on, Adam Radio? Great to be back with you. For those of you that attended this year's annual conference in Orlando, it was amazing. And uh, But we are back in the swing of things. I know we talked to so many of you. Uh, you're downloading and listening to Adam Radio. As so many of you know, Adam has great relationships with a lot of companies out there that many of you are familiar with and many of you that are you're learning more about. And um, so we want to kick things off here post-conference with our first podcast. And so very, very excited to spend time with Cedar HR Solutions this morning on Adam Radio. And I have Mr. Halisi Tambuzi with us. How are you doing, Halisi? I'm doing great. I'm great, doing great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So Halisi is a Senior Solutions Center Advisor at Cedar HR Solutions. And so he's going to be with us today. And today's podcast, Internal Investigations, Managing by Empowering Managers. So I'm excited about this. I mean, certainly, as you know, Halisi, anytime you put the word investigation into a podcast, I'm sure everybody's curious, right? Like, what are we going to investigate? But uh uh, certainly, this is what uh, Cedar does, and so great information we're going to share with everybody today. Now, before we get into it, uh, Halisi, uh, we've got a lot of things we want to discuss, but share with everybody just a little bit about your background and how long you've been with Cedar and all that great stuff. Yeah, so my, my background, I graduated law school in 2015 um, and came over to Cedar immediately thereafter, um, and so I've been here um, since about February 2016. And and Cedar's been just a, a wonderful wonderful company to work with, um, wonderful people. I, I love the team that I that I, that I work with regularly. And so uh, I've always taken a liking to the to the employment law uh, realm, um, and not act, and not necessarily um, having to having to practice. Um, 
but just the, the information that, that comes from it, the ability to be able to, to guide people um, and to, to help them um, avoid the kind of risk, the legal risk, the legal traps that employers can fall into. Um, and so em- employment and human resources has always been uh, a passion of mine. Yeah, I love that. And I think uh, I think we have to give uh, you know some props to Halisi. It is uh, right now about just after seven o'clock out there on the West Coast. So he uh, he came in early on Friday uh, to do this. So uh, really really appreciate that. All right. So what we're going to try to accomplish today, everybody, is uh, to to have you gain a little more insight and knowledge on the investigation process, but then also identify the documents that you need uh, to help you move through this process. So. Um, I think, you know, we can just hop right into it. You know, let's talk about, Halisi, what are investigations and, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what, what we can expect to hear about today from what we're going to, what we're going to talk to people about? Yes. Yes. So investigations, I'm actually very passionate about investigations because investigations allow you, uh, allow me, allow, you know, the employer, the employer, the manager to go through a particular process of just of learning and fact finding. So today I want to address these employee investigations, I want to address them at a fairly high level, um, just so our managers can have an understanding of the particular process. Be- just like you said, John, the investigations, the, the, your, your ears pop up when you, when you start to uh, hear the term investigation. They can naturally be difficult when you're going through this, this particular process. So not knowing all the twists and turns that come up, that, that make up an investigation, those ultimately they can be stressful. Um, and this is why it's important to kind of take it from a high level, take it at a moment in time where an investigation is, is not taking place at the moment so that you, so you're not as stressed. And so when they do come up, then you're able to, 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 to know the landscape of it. And so the first thing I want to convey to the people or to, to our managers uh, regarding in, regarding an investigation is that it's more of a, a fact finding mission more so than an investigation in and of itself. Sometimes the investigation word can sound a little bit too scary. Um, so it is really just we're looking at facts and trying to come to a reasonable conclusion. And so the, the term investigation can sound like a, uh, like a, a, a legal concept. It can sound like a, a criminal law aspect. And the difference between what we're doing and kind of the, the criminal law realm is we're just looking at we're looking at the facts, and under the criminal law aspect, you're going to see more of a all the facts need to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. In this situation, we're t- really talking about what's uh, what's what does it appear that there's the reasonable facts? What do those look like? And so we don't have to dig deep into into you know beyond a reasonable doubt. That's not what we're investigating there. Mm-hmm. And then anything that comes from the investigation. It's more so going to be you can provide a disciplinary action that can come from the investigation. And so once we've identified the particular fact and we've completed the interviews and come to a resolution, then at that point we can say, okay, do we need to provide some form of disciplinary action at this point? Yeah, and I I think that clarity is good, right? Because that leads me to my next question, which is, when something happens in a practice or an office manager is trying to determine what they should do next. Uh, but when we think about investigation, uh, when we see, when would an office manager need to perform one, right? So like, when does it officially become important that they need to go down this, this, this path? 
Yeah, excellent question. There's various degrees of, of investigation. So you could certainly do an investigation. Um, you know, it could be on the kind of the smaller end where you have one employee maybe says something negative about another employee and you're trying to figure out what was said. There's also, uh, you know, a higher sense of a degree of an, of an investigation or this fact-finding mission. And in those particular situations where someone has made an, an allegation based, based on someone's protected, protected class or because of their race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, something like that, where you, where you need to make sure that you're going through uh, an investigation in order to prevent um, some type of legal risk. And so there, so there are varying degrees. So when those do come up, we want to make sure that we, we do address we address so they could be on the on the on the kind of smaller end where we can kind of do a quick investigation, but sometimes they're going to be a little bit longer. And so, really, just being able to identify what's what's the length and making sure that we're going through the proper process. Got it. Okay. And do these typically? I guess when we're thinking about investigations, like what you're saying, do they typically arise uh, because of a complaint coming in from an employee? Is that what? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's going to, it's, we are talking about this employee uh, who is pre- presenting an, an allegation to their manager, to their to the doctor, and so these are certainly going to come from the the, the employee. Now, ultimately, ultimately, it could be an employee to employee situation where one employee makes an allegation about uh, about another employee. But there are also situations where it could be a, a third-party individual, and, and the third-party individual ultimately comes in, says, comes into the practice, makes a comment or conduct that, is, that makes a comment or conduct that is essentially uncomfortable to the employee, and that employee comes to their manager and says, "This is what has taken place. Maybe I'm uncomfortable working with the particular with, with the patient." Um, can we do something about that? And so, yes, it's generally, it's going to be an employee coming to their office manager. It's generally going to be an employee to an employee situation, but it also could be uh, a third party situation where that relationship um, or where that employee identified that that third party individual has said something to make them uncomfortable. And so I hope that, that sums it up a little bit of the scope of what to kind of look for. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up the third party piece uh, because, as you know, Halisi, you know, dental practice is a very unique uh, environment. Uh, it's a small business uh, that has a lot of traffic, right? It's uh, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. small businesses have more or less traffic than others, but when you think about all of the companies that come in that serve the practice, uh, anybody from you know the you know, UPS, I mean, all, all that stuff. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm sure that you guys see that at times is that, you know, that there are issues that, that could arise there. And, and probably that's where you see, you know, you, you could see a lot of, of issues. And so it's really important to realize that that, that third party um, is another reason why um, the complaint could come as well. Yeah. And the, the, in the third party, and so we have to think of it as, you know, certainly we're the, our managers, our, our, our doctors, we're here for the, we're here for the benefit of the patient, um, and so those, those particular uh, situations where a third party could could come in, it could be a, a vendor, just like you're saying, a visitor to the practice. It could be it could be a patient who says something, 
And so we want to make sure that we're just managing it in a, in a proper way, proper effective way. One, so we don't, so we don't, don't lose, uh, we don't get a bad name, <laughs> a bad name throughout the, throughout the community. Our right. patients still, still want to, still want to come visit us. And then, so our employees still feel safe. Yeah. Well, and I think in the first part, uh, when we started this podcast, you were talking about how to position the word investigation, how to be smart about it, uh, about how it's communicated. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also uh, important as well is that an investigation is really there to protect the practice, Uh, you -hmm. know, and can you talk a little bit about how they can make sure that they're protecting themselves along the way, you know, as they're as they're going through this process? Yes. Yes. So we're trying to, we're trying to do the couple of a few things. And so we want to keep the, we want to protect the practice. We want to make sure that there's a safe working place. Uh, we want to, ide- we want to identify the investigation. And the, the second kind of component there is reducing the legal liability. And so in order to reduce the legal liability, we want to make sure that we're following a process, a consistent process, um, and following a process in a reasonable manner. So we're making sure that we are getting the proper information. We're making sure that we're having the, the, the proper documents, preparing the documents. And when you go through this process, it, it actually acts as a defense to a legal claim because you've taken reasonable steps to immediately address the particular situation. And so in, most, and so in those circumstances, it, it helps. And we're creating an, a safe environment all while protecting the practice. From, from a legal a legal claim that presents itself. Gotcha. Okay. So I know you're going to get into the process. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we do that, uh, maybe share with everybody some overarching important matters that surround investigations, and then we'll, we'll dig into the details. Oh, yeah. Great. Great. So there are some, yeah, before the process, there are, the, there are these just important matters, just like you said. And so... <laughs> The, this investigation, the, the fact-finding process, the funny thing about it is it's actually the second line of defense when it comes to addressing these matters. And the, the ultimately, the first line of defense is having a, a quality handbook in place. You want to have a handbook in place that says, we don't tolerate harassment, bullying, violence, or discrimination in the workplace. Having a, a solid handbook that does that is going to essentially express to your employees, and even to a, a, uh, an attorney, a government agency, that this is not something that we tolerate in the practice. And, and then after that, having the investigation uh, is going to be that, that second line of defense. Having that particular process, uh, it's going to be important. It just uh, on its face. And so you want to have, the, you wanna have a, a process even laid out in your handbook. And I'll even go into the kind of next important aspect uh, yeah, of, this, of this investigation. Yeah, yeah. And then, and so, it's generally not going to be something that is immediately resolved. So we're talking about taking time. And one thing that I see often is that uh, there's a rush to get the investigation complete. And and it's understandable because you have an employee who has come who has come to you. They've uh, they've addressed his concern, and there's this natural inclination to to to, to rush the situation. We ha- managers we want managers to be to certainly address the situation in a prompt fashion, 
but we don't want to speed through the investigation. So there's going to be time. There's going to be time collecting the documents. There's going to be, uh, you have to respond to other individuals. You have to, you have to listen to witnesses, get their side of the story. And so all this particular, uh, th- these particular aspects, they take time. And so understanding that this is not a situation that's immediately going to get resolved today, uh, unless it's one of the kind of on the smaller end where we can, where we see someone who is admitting, yes, I, I did do that particular action. Uh, but for the most part, investigation might take, might take a few days to get back to everyone, prepare the document, and to come up with a resolution. Yeah, I would imagine that, that you, you see a lot where it's especially depending on the severity of the situation, uh, people want to know things fast. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, see, you see this a lot where uh, things that we see outside of dental practice, right, where there's maybe something that happens in a, in a community or something where they, they come on the news, they talk, we're going to be doing an investigation. And I know they're always very clear of you know, we, you know, we certainly want to get to the bottom of this as quick as we, as we can, but please understand that, you know, to do this right, we want to make sure we take our time. So it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you want to make sure you have an independent fact finder. So someone who is not directly uh, involved, a direct party to that particular allegation. And so you, and it, so a practice owner, they can delegate an investigation to a manager and it, but if that manager is pulled into the investigation or the, the allegation is against the manager, then you're going to want to switch the roles of the investigator with a different manager or even the, the owner doctor. As long as the investigator is independent from the actual investigation, uh, the one th- and, and the one thing I want to stress here is that managers have a, a, big, responsibility, uh, a big responsibility in this. And so making sure that, uh, that you, are, you are independent, you're not involved, uh, you are not uh, you're not implicated in it um, because ultimately you could leave it so you could, ultimately the employee could come back and say <laughs> that hey I, that I, I made this allegation against uh, against the practice and the investigation is not trustworthy because the person investigating it is also the person implicated in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. and there and so. There's and, and there's this term under the law, this term, and it's really, really actually interesting, it's this term called strict liability. And a strict liability essentially says that we are not going to uh, assess how reasonable uh, investigation was when there is a manager or some supervisor in, involved. So generally, when you have a situation where you're doing investigation, when it's employee to employee, the, the investigation itself, it, you're really just looking at, did I, follow the, did I follow this process in a reasonable manner? When, it, when a manager is involved or some, or some supervisor is involved, this, the strict liability aspect can come into play. And so even if, the, even if you did an investigation, because the manager is so closely tied to the practice, there, sometimes it can be a situation of, the practice should have known better. And so, and so it makes it very difficult when a manager or someone, uh, someone in upper management is, is, is implicated in, in, in a, some type of uh, harassment, discrimination, such an uh, investigation that occurs. Yeah. 
Well, and I know before we get into the, the, the process here, we are going to get into the exact steps. Uh, I know we hear it all the time, documentation, 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 right? So uh, just, you know, before we get into kind of like the, the actual process, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so documentation, it's going to be huge. And this is going to be a, it's a very heavy, intensive document process. From the, from the time that you sit down with the initial employee, you want to make sure you get the documents. Uh, you want to make sure you have their statement in writing so that, so that you can effectively address their issues that they're raising. You also want to make sure that you're responding to them. You want to make sure that you're sitting down with witnesses, and you want to track the steps that you have taken, and ultimately you want to make sure that you've come to a resolution. So it's going to be a very document-intensive uh, situation. And so that's going to be that's going to be your, your essentially your line of defense to show what took place. That's how you show that you went through a reasonable process when doing when trying to identify what the facts uh, what the facts are. You want to make sure not to come to a particular uh, a, a, make a legal conclusion. Right, harassment was present. What we're really saying is, did did someone violate our our policy? Uh, of our practice. And so when we look to the handbook, we can look to say, you know what, was it, was it based off of, off of a disability? Was it based off of, off of sex? Um, and so that's why the documentation is going to be helpful. And, and one thing I will say about uh, Cedar is that we're here to help with that particular documentation. Excellent. Okay, so now let's get into uh, let's get into the process, right? Employee brings a concern to his or her manager. They know it's time to do an investigation. So I know um, you guys have outlined uh, essentially three, uh, you know, overarching steps uh, that you want to go through today. So let's go ahead and start there. Yeah. So we got the awareness of the facts. We want to just put the facts out there. Then there's gathering the evidence, and then ultimately we want to come to a resolution. And so the first things first, awareness of the facts, you want to, you want to bring out a checklist, and a checklist is going to help guide you through this process so you can make sure that you are uh, addressing each issue, you're responding to the proper people. So a checklist is going to be, is, is going to be uh, very pertinent. Per- and so you want to make sure you, you, t- you touch on all those, and then we want to make sure that we get the person who's making the allegation, we need to make sure that we get their side of the story. And they're going to set the stage for who else we need to talk to. They're going to, what issues that need to ultimately be resolved? What questions do we need to ask? We need to make sure that we sit down with, with, sit with, down with them to get their side of the story. And all we want to know from them is essentially what took place. And keep in mind that this could be, it could be very emotional. It could be very traumatic for, for certain people. So we certainly want to approach the situation by being considerate of people's feelings. But the idea is here is just to simply unpack the facts and, and identify what we, need, what we need to do. And so right. preferably, you, you, want to, you want to have the employee provide the facts within the form. You want to use an, you want to use an employee concern form so, you, so there's, you provide it, provide a form to the employee, and the the form addresses certain um, certain questions that are going to uh, essentially kick off this investigation. And so, some of those questions are, you know, just let us know about the facts. Has the particular situation happened more than once, 
or have it more than once? Is it, is it reoccurring? Uh, are there any witnesses? Did someone see something? Did someone hear something? And so those are all, all going to be helpful. Uh, it's going to be helpful information so you can identify where we need to move to next. And then ultimately, you're going to want to respond back to the employee and give them, a, give them a letter. Give them a letter to respond back to and say, thank you for submitting your, your, your concern that, you, that you're expressing here. And you, in that response letter, you want to let them know, you know what, we don't, we're not going to retaliate against, uh, against you for coming to us. So, and that we, just, we, again, we don't tolerate harassment, discrimination, um, bullying. And so you want to go ahead and convey that in that letter. And so that's more documentation ultimately so you can have in, so you can have in the future. And the a retaliation, sometimes we think about a retaliation as simply terminating someone. And that's not necessarily always the case. A retaliation is, is an adverse employment action, some type of negative aspect of my employment. So it could be, I don't get a bonus. I don't get a promotion. I'm all of a sudden treated, treated differently within the practice. And so when we think about retaliation, we have to think of it as this kind of broad concept of if, is there some type of different treatment from this employee after they came to us and expressed their concern about some actions that are taking place within the practice? Right. Yeah, and I'm sure that this part of this process uh, is really where the rubber meets the road, Felici, to where a practice manager or the individual asking the questions really has to keep their cool. Uh, and like you said, it would be one situation if it was an outside person coming in that didn't know a lot of the people in there, uh, didn't have some sort of emotional connection to them. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure this, this is the tough part, right? And I, and I think you brought up some good points, which is I think this is what's so valuable of what you guys are doing at Cedars is, 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 to, is to be able to provide these resources so the practice managers know that they're available, but then also kind of uh, to, to have them be educated that when this happens, you know, stay cool. You know, it's very, very important, I'm sure, for what you guys see that when these investigations are done, that the more calm they're able to remain uh, probably the more apt that they're going to be able to unpack those facts and get the information that they mm -hmm. need. So I know this, this, that's a mm -hmm. very, very important point that I'm glad that you brought up. Yeah. And there's, and there's going to be a lot, I think it's, it's important. There's going to be a lot of pressure. There's going to be, so the person who's making the allegation, um, you know, they want you to respond very quickly. And, you know, I think that we're living in the age of information. And so employees, they, they have information, you know, they could, they could say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and file a claim or, um, against the practice. And it can that, can cause, that can easily, understandably, cause more pressure. And the idea here is that we want, to be, we want to be prompt, but we don't want to speed through it. And so not allowing that, that, that concern or that um, a threat, for, back of, for lack of a better term, not allowing that, that to force us to rush through the process. We want to be we want to be reasonable about this process. Right. Right. OK. All right. So we've got the complaints. Concerns come in. Uh, now you've got some names of the witnesses. So what's what's next? Yeah, I, um, I just really want to identify a, a witness, a, a witness. There can be it's certainly someone who was present at the, at the situation. 
but it could also be someone who maybe just who overheard something at the time. And so we want to make sure that we get the full scope of who is actually going to be a witness in, in these situations so we can make sure that we sit down and talk with those, with those individuals. So a witness is someone who is present, but also someone who, who heard something at the time. Um, you, there could be a situation where uh, a witness, you know, receives some information. It could be some quality information. It, it, you know, it may not be quality information, but we may want to simply just go sit down with that uh, individual to see what information that they have. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as I'm kind of thinking through this, right, uh, this is great information. And uh, anybody that's going through this investigation process, they're going to want to make sure they got their checklist They're they're certainly going through that and so on and so forth. But uh, consulting with an expert obviously is, is a big deal. And so what do you, you know, when you really kind of look at it, is, is there any other place during the investigation um, that you, that you think from your guys' experience where that expert, expert advice would, would come into play here? Yeah, certainly. So the, the expert advice comes into play. Um, it, it comes into play at the initial stage. It's simply reaching out to the employee who's made the allegation. They let you, let you know that they have some concerns and they want, and they want your response to make sure that it's, a, in effect, they want a respective response. And so you're going to need an advisor who's going to want to make sure that you're addressing the issues that have been laid out, identifying the issues. So the employee, um, they're going to put the, they're going to fill out their employee concern form, and they're going to they're going to provide you with a lot of information about what has took place. Some of that material information, some of that might be a little bit anecdotal information. And so you want to be able to weed to, to, to weed through that particular information to identify what are the actual issues that we're trying to, trying to resolve here. And so uh, a, a consultant, an HR professional at, at Cedar, one of, one of the advisors, what we're going to go ahead and, what we're going to go ahead and do is, is when, we're, when we're sitting down with you, we're going to talk to you about the issues that have been presented within the employee concern form. And then you want to take those issues back to the employee and say, you fill out, thank you for filling out your, your concern form. These are the issues that we feel like you have laid out and that we need that we want to make sure that we are trying to resolve. And you want to give that, that employee an opportunity to say, yes, these are all the issues or no, you actually missed one. There's, there's nothing going to be worse than you finishing an investigation and you coming to the employee and saying, look, I, we, we resolve the issues. And then the employee at the end says, uh, well, you guys missed one or two, so you guys did address those, but you guys didn't. Do, you guys didn't go through the complete investigation because, of, in my concern form, I had some additional concerns that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to resolve, and so now you would have to go back and do the investigation over again. So, a, an advisor is going to be able to say to, to help you go through the initial employee concern form and pick out the issues, um, respond to that employee. And say and confirm that these are the proper the proper issues, and really put some some of the responsibility back on the employee to to say to to confirm or 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 deny by saying that are there any additional issues that that we maybe have missed um, through your employee concern form. Got it. Okay, so uh, great stuff. All right, this is uh, sometimes as you know. 
uh, information that people um, don't always want to know how to do, <laughs> but I will, mm-hmm. I can tell you from years of being in dentistry and working with dental practices and all of that, that this is such important stuff because as you know, Halisi, like it doesn't, it will matter when it happens. Right. And so yeah, they yeah. Can prepare themselves. And I'm sure you guys see that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and the, and so, <clears throat> and so the, an advisor, at that initial stage is going to be super helpful. And there are going to be, there's going to be some other points in time. So that, that where an advisor is certainly going to be helpful. And when you're going to the witnesses, there's certain questions that you want to get from that you want to ask the witness because you need the information. And so just as a natural, you know, a natural inclination, you know, you may not get the answers that you're, that you're looking for. So you may need help from an advisor to structure the structure of the question, maybe in a particular order, maybe how the phrasing of the question is asked. And so an advisor can help with that so that you can get the, you can uh, have a better, better chances of getting the information that you're looking for. Um, and then ultimately on the resolution aspect, you want to make sure that you're, that you uh, address all the issues and advisors ultimately going to help at the end to say, we, we matched the, we, got the issues from the employee concern form and we're still we're relaying the, the issues back to the employee at the end and we're letting the employee know, look, was this particular fact substantiated or unsubstantiated? Mm-hmm. And so that and so there's various points in time through that investigation where uh, with where, where an advisor is just going to be helpful. And it's it's really just helpful just as moving through that process almost like a almost like a mental exercise. Right. Right. Okay, so with all of this, uh, I know with so many things that go on in a dental practice, especially a lot of the things that an office manager has to manage, there's more and more focus towards them thinking about decisions that they make, processes they go through with the end in mind, right? So what do we want to accomplish? And then obviously we work backwards. I think you've kind of gone through that. Uh, But as, as we wrap here, what ultimately is the office manager hoping that will be accomplished by the end of this investigation? By the end of the investigation, you want to you want to feel as managers want to feel as if they did a reasonable process. They want to make sure we've kept the employee feeling feeling safe. You want to make sure that I've addressed the addressed the concerns. Did I meet with the witnesses who may have been present, and did I come to a resolution? And so, when you go through those steps. You're in a better position to say, okay, even if I didn't come to the resolution that the employee wanted, I came, I, I, I looked at the situation and I came to a reasonable explanation. And so, and so now I can go ahead and, and make a, provide a disciplinary action if necessary. You don't have to provide the exact disciplinary action that the employee may have wanted, but you can do something. And, and I think that's an important point is that we do that we do something that you said, yes, uh, we went, we went through it. We came to the conclusion and now we are executing how to maybe prove so that this issue doesn't happen again. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, we know uh, so many people out there uh, that are a part of ADOM, uh, the valuable aspect of HR and what it means to their practice and, and, and the importance of them knowing and understanding and learning uh, what it's like to make sure that they're taking care of all their aspects of their practice. 
but I'd love to learn a little bit from you guys. You know, you guys get the opportunity to work with a lot of dental offices out there and ADOM managers and things like that. So talk a little bit about, as we kind of wrap here, what, what does an office manager mean to, uh, to Cedar? Office manager, are, they're, they're leaders. They really are leaders within the practice. And they have to be able to communicate the vision of the practice, all while knowing the pulse of the, of the employees and the rest of the team. And they have to be, they have to be this middle person that's able to effectively communicate the, the needs of the practice. And so they're a very intricate part. The, a, a manager can make, can, can make, or can make or break the practice. They can make the, the doctor's job that much easier. And so having an effective manager in place, going, that's being able to uh, identify issues when they come up and being able to go through you know, particularly a, a an investigation in a in a reasonable manner to say to say, doctor, we have we we have a way to address these concerns. Um, you know, bear 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 with me. We're going to go ahead and talk to talk to the employees and 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 gather some information so we can see what took place here. Yeah, great stuff, uh, Halisi. I would love to have you share with everybody uh, how they can learn more. Uh, about Cedar HR Solutions. And then I know that you had mentioned that you guys have provided some great deliverables for this particular podcast, which we will be sure to put those in a link uh, on the podcast. So everybody that listens will be able to download those and all of that. But uh, yeah, share with everybody how they can learn more about uh, Cedar. And, and more importantly, I just think the great work that you guys are doing Sometimes not always the easy work. I think that's what I've learned. I've had the opportunity to speak with <laughs> several of, of some of the great people from your company. And, uh, you know, these are, these are heavy uh, topics. Uh, they're not always easy topics, but you guys do a really, really good job of, of providing the resources to, to the ADOM members. So let everybody know how they can learn more about you. Yeah, so you can learn more about us. You can go to our website, cedarsolutions.com. I'll just let you know, cedar, C-E-D-R. Oftentimes you'll say C-E-D-A-R, but C-E-D-R, solutions.com. And so go to the website. There's going to be blogs there. There's going to be videos there. And, and we're here to you know, help provide customized handbooks. We're here to provide general, general HR guidance when you have an employment matter that comes up. Um, we have we have a lot of we have a lot of services, you know, even such as our, our our vault system where we can store documents. So we've really been been developing it, and we've been really been looking at our members um, to try to identify what their needs are, and so in order to make this process this kind of stressful process of just everyday general HR guidance, uh, try to make it a little bit smoother. We want to make workplaces better. Excellent. Well, Alicia, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, again, this is uh, information that is so necessary. It's it's one of those uh, one of those podcasts for the office managers to uh, listen to listen to a couple times, put it in their toolbox, know that you guys have created some great resources, and then if there's an unfortunate situation where an investigation has to come about, hey, you'll know what to do. So, uh, thank you for your time. Have a wonderful Friday. Thanks for joining us early. Yeah, yeah. John, can, um, and so uh, the last thing, I, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my my uh, my apologies for um, going skipping over that question. Um, the, the, the deliverables. Um, yes. I want to just go ahead and communicate what is going to be available to uh, to, to your to your audience. Absolutely. So we're going to provide um, an employee the employee checklist to get to be able to get that started um, if there is an investigation. So that that stressful stressful lever. Okay, I have an outline. So the 
we're going to provide the checklist. We're going to provide the employee concern form in order to get the, the, the initial information from that employee. And then we're, all, all, and we're also going to make sure that we provide a, a witness outline. So when you're talking to, your, to the witnesses, you can uh, document the information that you collected so that when you look back on the investigation, you can say, these are the steps that I have taken. Um, there's a lot of room in there for to, to sit down with an advisor, um, but those are going to be the initial documents that we certainly want to just make sure that we provide to your audience. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Again, I think any of those resources are helpful because to have a, to have a template, to have something to lean on, especially because, as you know, these situations don't always happen when we'd like them to happen, right? Sometimes they happen at the worst time, uh, but uh, you, you need what you need, and it's important. So excellent stuff. All right. Well, again, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Friday. Thanks for, for joining us early, and um, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having All right. me. You guys All have right. a good you rest of the day. Take care. Yep. All right. That's a wrap. Hope you enjoyed today's episode on ADOM Radio. Always a pleasure bringing you this great content. Okay. So if you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, be sure to go out there, download and subscribe to ADOM Radio. That way, all of the episodes that we put out there will automatically come through to your listening device of choice. And another great place to listen to all the podcasts is dentalmanagers.com. ADOM's website is brand new. The layout is beautiful. Tons of tools and resources. Would love to have you go check it out. Again, you can listen to all the ADOM Radio episodes right there on the website website. Very, very excited about that. So until next time, have a great day.